want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast. Drop us a DM on Twitter at faderoutednz. Comment on our YouTube channel, The Fade Route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us in crowd. Welcome to The Fade Route with DNZ. Here are your hosts, DNZ. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of The Fade Route with DNZ and IMZ. And it was a crazy one this past week. And uh, we capped off week two, began week three with the biting question the one that we all wanted to know in a battle of Fitzmagic versus Minshew Mania who would come out on top? And here he is. I've known this guy since our days on Carousel Shoes, the last QB in St. John's history. Flight crew through and through. What's up, D? How's it going? What's going on, man? Nothing much. I mean, that game last night was nothing impressive at all. It, you know, the Jaguars. The stash versus the stash versus the beard. Yes. It, it was like a Bogart Conor McGregor versus Kenny Powers. And it turns out Conor McGregor won. What do you What do you prefer? The stash or the beard? If if, if I have to choose between the, these two, I'm gonna go with the beard, but barely. <laughs> and you know what? Fitzy's wife doesn't even like the beard. So, you know, like now he's just doing it to troll people. You know what? It's weird. It's like I was looking up like stats for this game. So I was putting in like Fitzpatrick. And, the, and when you do it in Google, the first thing it says is like, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick stats. And then the next Google search is Ryan Fitzpatrick's wife. Why is that? Why is that the next search for, for players? Like their stats and then what their wife looks like? What's that about? Well, I mean, well, let's be honest here. Ryan Fitzpatrick's wife is, you know, but that's neither here nor there. But when you have a career like Ryan Fitzpatrick's, you kind of, you know, like, you're going to find other things to talk about. But, I mean... Was this was this a matchup of Ryan Fitzpatrick at 38-39 against Ryan Fitzpatrick of, like, 24-25? Is this where Gardner Mishu is headed in the next 10 to 15 years? If that's the case then Gardner Minshew is going to have a pretty good career, you know, because Fitzy has been able to hang on and, you know, he produced, you know, when he was with the Rams, when he played with the Jets, you know, he's up and down, but he has flashes of brilliance. And if Gardner Minshew can do that and if he can sustain that and still be a starter, you know, that's pretty good. You know, I, I if I'm Gardner Minshew, I might light up a new port and take that. <laughs> so wait, so uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's paid, he's played yes. for the Jets, he's played for the Dolphins, yes. and uh, will he ever be a Patriot? 
I don't know if Bill will ever be desperate enough to take Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I mean, I mean, he's played, he's played, he's played he played for Buffalo. He's played for every AFC East team could, except for the Patriots. Will he ever be a Patriot? I think he could. I think he could. He's let's put it this way: if they Cam's on a one-year deal, right? If they re-sign Cam and they bring in Fitzpatrick to back him up, he's better than Brian Hoyer. That that goes without saying. If Stidham can beat him out for it, then all you know, all power to him. But Fitz could do it. I, you know, why not? You know, if it's a dream of his, live your <laughs> live your dream, man. Live your dream. Like how Fitzpatrick I- is Brett Favre without a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> yeah, without a Super Bowl ring and a Harvard education, he doesn't have. I mean, he listen. He let's let's be real. He's got a Harvard education, and he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have all the numbers, but you know, he he just he brings a love and excitement for the game. He's just a he's just a football lifer. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like he could Kurt he could he could definitely like Kurt Warner it. Um, I think he you well in like the first half of the year, and then once the tape's out on him, or maybe it's just. Uh, he hits halfway through the season and it starts going to crap. So he, he starts out with like 200, 250, 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, interception, and then it's like a buck 67, you know, yards in, in, in passing, uh, one interception or two interceptions. You know, it, it never, it never really. Yeah. Consistency well, has never been know? Fitzy's game. That's a hundred percent true. Another thing that kind of worried me as I'm watching that and, Hopefully it worried Chan Gailey and Brian Flores too. As he's scrambling, there is zero ball control there. If they catch him, they can smack the ball out of his hand easily. <laughs> Tom Coughlin had a heart attack looking at that ball security. Tiki Barber was like, damn, you are loose with the ball. <laughs> you he won't die. He's scrambling <laughs> like he was going to die. Like that. He going to die. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he's still. I'm surprised he's still in the league, but you know, he uh, he does. He keeps it interesting. I thought. I really thought. I really thought the Jaguars gonna play better. Um, I was surprised Gardner Mishu's line uh, last night. Uh, it's pretty ugly. You know, he only he had three two hundred seventy five yards passing, zero touchdowns, one interception, thirty for forty two. Um, I just thought that the absence of Chark hurt him more than I, – I didn't realize the absence of Chark would be, you know, so yeah. effective. James Robinson's proved to be a baller. Um, it looks like, you know, them losing Leonard Fournette wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, he ran for two touchdowns. He had 11 carries. He was averaging like four yards a carry. That's huge. Um, and then – he was even in the receiving game. He had like six receptions and 83 yeah. yards. I mean, last week like, was what? a little bit of his coming out party, but this week he really established himself. And definitely, he's a deep fantasy pickup right now. I mean, he's a good bye week cover, at least right now. I mean, you got you to see what he becomes, especially as, like you said, they get tape on him and they kind of see what Jacksonville is doing. You know, if they start stacking the box, he could end up having, you know, he could just be a flash in the pan. But the good thing about that is that he is establishing himself in the receiving game, like you mentioned. But 
speaking of the receiving game, who is Minshew throwing to? I mean, uh, what, O'Shaughnessy is his tight end. D.D. Westbrook, I saw him returning kicks yesterday. I wasn't really paying. I actually really like the guy they drafted, uh, LaVisca mm. Chenault Jr. I, I think he has a lot of, like, Chark, uh, King, uh, Cole look to him. I really think he can prove to be a, a, a really good third or maybe even a second receiver down the line. Um they he really spread the ball around. I mean, I think it looks like everybody got to touch the ball yeah. a little bit. But uh, I thought they I thought they would have played. I really thought they would have played better, especially you know, interstate rival. Uh, Jags, you know, were battling people the last two weeks. You know, and they weren't giving anything up. Um, they played the Colts really tough, and I thought they were going to come into this week and uh, just. Yeah, I mean, short week, it definitely happens, but, ah, I mean, both teams didn't really come out smelling great after this game, you know, like, (laughs) no, there's no real future here. Yeah, there's there's no no real winner. The the fortunate, fortunately for them, (laughs) there wasn't a way to somehow get Tampa Bay in there and have like a triple threat NFL game because Tampa Bay would have wiped the floor with either one of these guys and show that they are the true kings of florida and how about all the uh all the oh injuries this week and we had we had both boza go down mostert barkley thomas cm anthony Barr, uh drew Sutton, anthony Barr. i forgot mm-hmm. about that one jimmy g got hurt too out of all the injuries this week which one do you think is going to hurt the most long term for the season well i mean that injury probably tanked the giant season the injury to barkley like <laughs> it really nothing i think that i think the giant season tanked when they hired no. their coach <laughs> but that's the thing like when you're so run heavy as the giants can be sometimes just to get him established in the offense you know i mean i like Deion lewis a lot i thought that was a great pickup he's a good speed back out of the backfield wayne gallman's gonna get some touches Devontae Freeman, I don't know what he is, but, you know, Ah, know, we'll we'll see. But we got is what we really need to focus on here is, I mean, what is going on with the turf in MetLife Stadium? Because, what, five 49ers went down, and they're going back there this week. Oh, they lost five guys, and they have to play another game this weekend. But I heard the NFL sent a crew out there to check on the turf. And they didn't find any problems with it. Now, I've heard about sticky turf in the past, but for, for you to lose five guys in one, really in in three, two to three quarters, that's ridiculous. I think Boza and Thomas went down on like back to back. It was almost. crazy what was going on. And to make matters worse for the Niners, not that this is a pity party for the San Francisco 49ers, you got to play next man up. That's just the way it is. They had to fly back cross country to fly back cross country to play in the same stadium where they just lost five guys. Like that is. Did they? I wasn't sure if they were going to stay East Coast. Or I guess they're probably. I think not they were mandated the that they had to go back. Like that is just going to jack <laughs> up your time clock. It's insane. Oh, I think they lost Richard Sherman last week to um, two weeks ago. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm kind of agreeing with you. I really believe that 
the losses the the San Francisco 49ers suffered this weekend, I think that pretty much ended their season. Um, I don't think you lose you losing Thomas and Boza defensively. Now you're gone, and then you have Jimmy G, who's not going to play this weekend, and your number one running back Mostert went down. I think I think they lost the I thought I think they lost they did they lost the number two Tevin Coleman so they're down I think Jarek McKinnon Coleman. Coleman went down, and then the division they're playing in, they're you know they're playing with the the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. It's gonna hard. It's gonna be hard to play with those boys when you lost all these guys yeah. this past so, weekend. I mean, poor one out for the San Francisco 49ers. They're done. I mean, I think Nick Mullins is a good backup. He's gonna give the Giants a run for their money this weekend. It's the Giants. They just lost Barkley, so you know it's gonna be a shootout. He's serviceable. He's serviceable. He's serviceable. Yeah. He can, he can play. I mean, he can play. I mean, yeah. you know, he could, he could play. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him uh, play a couple of games before, but he's not going to be able to compete with Russ or with Goff. No. and Murray. Uh, so you can just stick a, a knife in the 49ers and gone, and they're done. But I want to go back to Saquon Barkley because now I'm starting to think. You know, are the Giants ruining Saquon Barkley? Because you think about his rookie year, stud. Mm-hmm. You know, awesome season. Got hurt last yep. year, right? Now he gets hurt again. And it's just like, are, are, are they missing out on some of the best years of this guy on a rookie deal? Well, I mean, it goes without saying that you're going to, like, if you don't improve the offensive line, and this offensive line is drastically better than the one where he had the phenomenal rookie season. So he's definitely working with an improved offensive line, and he can't get out of the backfield. So I think a lot of that is that they have tape on him now. So you think so you think the injuries are more about who he's got blocking for him and not necessarily it's a com- him or his It's a combination of a bunch of things, you know. It's definitely – well, once you start getting injured, you start to kind of develop the injury bug, you know. And Saquon Barkley had a relatively healthy college career coming into the NFL. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like he started, I mean, he had a great rookie year, came out of it relatively unscathed, maybe some minor bumps and bruises. And then with, you know, as far as I know, last year was the first real serious injury that he's ever had to face. And now he's starting yeah. – I've don't want to say he's breaking down. I'm not going to be doom and gloom. The sky is falling. But, you know, once you start doing stuff like that, the the little bumps and bruises and nicks, and you know, it adds up, and the wear and tear starts to add up on you. And you know what? I, I was already starting to think he wasn't an every down back anyway. I was starting to come around to Tiki Barber's opinion just from watching his performance. I just um, I just thought about that while you know after I saw the injury and I felt bad for the guy because I I know he's a good guy and he's a really good player but I just started to think that maybe the Giants are ruining him and um, not that we've seen the best of him but he's gonna have to now come back from this injury and yeah we've come you know very far in rehabbing knee injuries but I'm just not sure next year will be his bounce back year. I think it's going to take him two years to really get back in the fold. But maybe this is good. Maybe yeah. this is good for Danny. Yeah. I mean, a little bit absolutely. Get that, get that chemistry going with Slayton. Build it with Ingram. 
maybe, you know, get Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman actually is a pretty talented running back. He's got some, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's got durability issues just because he's on the smaller side. But, I mean, there's op- the opportunity. The door has been kicked open. So, you know what? If you want, if you want this job, you got to take it. You either it's De- either Deion if Lewis, Devontae Freeman, if- or Gallman. It's wide open. Take take it if you want it. If you had to compare Wayne Gallman to another running back in the league, who would it be? That's tough, actually. Uh, I mean, he's he's fast. Not I mean, he's not really a scat back because he, he is bigger than like he, he's bigger than like he went to yeah. Clemson, right? He's a Clemson. He's a, he's a Clemson, Clemson guy, yeah. right? Yeah. As far as like, I mean, it's hard to give a player comp for him just because you really don't see that much of him, and when you do, it's really you know, it's he's more of a change of pace back, probably like a Deion Lewis. Like, I mean, it's just gonna he's gonna be that guy. He's not really. He's like six. He might be six feet, maybe even a little yeah. under six feet. I mean, he's big. I mean, he had a good. Yeah. He had a good college career. He had a, you know, he had a pretty good um, college career, but you know, like clearly this organization sees him in a certain way. And sometimes like we've seen with Dave Gettleman, if he sees you in a certain way, you're really not going to get either. You're not going to get a fair shake or you're really not going to step out of that frame, that box that he puts you in. But, but I mean, and then so many years, you know, for so many years, the the giants were kind of like the staple of the, the New York, football team and now they're kind of looking like the jets and good lord was that jet game just brutal that jet game just brutal frank gore is the running back for the new york jets and i don't know who's worse i don't know if adam gase or sam darnold's worse i i can't tell anymore uh i really feel like destroying this kid honestly i don't You've you've also heard during the week uh, several Jets players, mostly on the defensive side of the ball. So take that for what it's worth. They're they're listless in practice. They haven't put together a good practice yet. If you listen to the Jets players, and that I heard that yeah, that this falls on the coach, man. The new safety that they got from Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he would know because he's coming from Pete Carroll to Adam Gase. Like it's like going from Gordon Ramsay to a guy serving burnt steak, you know, it's just, it's completely. How do they get better though? Like where, where do the jets, where do the jets go from here? Okay. They have, they have their franchise quarterback, right. So they they think they go out and get the coach. They feel can develop him and that they believe that can make him better. Right. You go out and you get one of the best tackles in the draft. I think I think the new kid that they drafted is really one of the best linemen they could get in the draft. So now, where do you go from here? Do you keep Gase? Do you fire Gase? Do you start building on the defense? Do you bring in a, a do you bring in a wide receiver? Do you believe bring in a running back? They let Robbie Anderson go. I think Robbie Anderson is top five or top six in the league in receiving yards yeah. right now. Well. It's a complicated issue because Gase got hired first and then recommended Joe Douglas. So it's like, are you gonna, really going to fire your boy? You know, it's going to be like, hey, man, like, I know you recommended me for this job, but 
you you got to get you got to go. here. Like <laughs> like you're making me look bad. You're making yourself look bad. You're making everybody look bad. So, you don't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up on out of here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I changed your code right now. You can't get in the building. So pack your stuff <laughs> and get the hell out. Hey, hey, Joe, my code's not working. I can't seem to get through you the don't gate. say. <laughs> but Gase is a lost cause. Who yeah. is this? Who is this? Uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know where they go from here. There's so much work that needs to be done. It's not an overnight process. It's not a three-year process. It's not a four-year process. I, I just don't know. Yeah. And and I can look at almost every team in the league and say, okay, you know, you're two to three players away. You're, you know, you just need a little bit more development here. Yeah. With the New York Jets, I really don't know what the next step is. I mean, they're two to three you know, players away from being two to three players away. Because defensively, before, before this season, defensively, they had a decent defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they had, they had a top six, top ten defense. Uh, now, I can't even name outside of McDougal. I can't really name another guy on the defense that I'm scared of, that I got a plan for. At least you had a plan for Adams. You know, yeah. when you come to the line of scrimmage, figure out where he is. Let's see if he's in the box. Let's see if he's backpedaling. Let's. We had a scheme for him. Now it's like you come to the line of scrimmage and like, all right, where where, where do we want to gain five yards? Yeah. Do we want to just run it up the gut? We want to run a quick slant, and then on the offense, I, you got to get more playmakers. The guys that cost the most money on the team aren't even playing. Like C.J. Mosley on defense, he's not playing. Le'Veon Bell in the is the running back; he's not playing. So it's like you have all this money, and I love I love Joe Douglas. I think he's I think he's I think he's really good at evaluating talent. But it's like, where do we, where do we go from here? How do you, how do you have team on the field? Well, it really looks like they're punting this year, and they have a lot of cap space next year. Like they have a lot of capital that they can use, and they have draft, picks. and they have draft, they picks. have draft, picks. yeah. But in this in this climate right now, those draft picks are like they're. I don't want to say they're worthless, but they are certainly going to be a lot less solid than if we had a full college football season, had a full talent evaluation of these guys. Like we know you really don't know. You really, right. You basically everybody from the sec is getting taken in the first round. Like that's what, you know, like, you know, who you, these are the guys that, you know, you know, you're not going to take, you know, the guys like a Josh Allen from Wyoming or Carson Wentz from North Dakota state, the, the diamonds in the rough, aren't going to be taken because for one, they don't have tape on them. And number two, they may not even have a season, but that's where, you know, I mean, Joe Douglas, like he's done a good job so far. He got the best he could get for Jamal Adams. And like, I have more faith in him than I do in Adam Gase. And honestly, Sam Darnold, I really don't know just because, I mean, is this the game plan? Like, is this really the game plan? Just Maybe give him give him a game, you know. Say here, Sam, cut loose, you know, cook like Russ, Russell Wilson. Just go out there and ball. Like I, you know, right. All it's, the- and it's like, listen, like, it's early. It's early to do projections, yeah. right? But let's say 
the Jets have a top five pick. Okay, you get a top five pick. And in that top five, you're looped in with like the Miami Dolphins. You're looped in with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You looped in with, let's say, the Denver Broncos because they lost a lot of key players this weekend too. Yeah. You looped in with the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Uh, Philly's looking pretty bad right now. The Lions, are, the Lions and the Vikings are looking pretty bad. Let's say you're in there with those okay. teams. All those teams have quarterbacks or have a backup that's going to be their future. So if you're sitting there at two, three, four, let's say worst worst case scenario one, are you going to take Trevor Lawrence? If I'm, are you going to try to start mm-hmm. over? If I'm Joe Douglas, are you going to look? Are you going to look to trade Darn Darnold? And maybe are you going to look to maybe trade Trevor Lawrence? I'm sure the Saints would pay a lot to move up in the draft to get Trevor Lawrence. I'm sure Sean Payton would love to do mm. that. I don't know. If I'm Joe Douglas, I mean, I would definitely play close to the vest. I would take all phone calls possible because you know who else could be looking for a quarterback next year? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, so, sure. Not yeah. Absolutely. And maybe even and maybe in even Detroit. Maybe they're like, okay, you know, staff we're clearly not gonna win with Stafford. We tried everything. You know, this guy's been around since he was throwing the Megatron <laughs> and now he's throwing Marvin Jones and Kenny right. Galladay. Uh, I think I think it's time to, to call or day. maybe Staff uh, Falcons can yep. think the same way too. It's like listen, we've had Matty Ice for a long time, good player. We've got some of the best receivers in the league, and we had the be- one of the best tight ends in the league. Just not going to happen. Uh, I mean, you're also at what point? You also like you know Philip Rivers in Indianapolis. Clearly, they don't believe in Jacoby Brissett, where they think he's a year away. Like, would the Colts pull a trigger like that and bring in a Trevor Lawrence with a team that's pretty ready-made? Yeah, I mean, you have to – if you look at their offensive line, I'm actually looking forward to the game this weekend. I know we're probably going to talk about our picks later. But you've got you've got a stud offensive line. Uh, they have some young receiver talent. They have some young running backs. The Colts are definitely on the ascension. I'm just not sure if they'd be willing to – I don't think they're going to finish that bad to, you know, be in a situation or position to, to pick – to take yeah. Trevor – uh, but they definitely, uh, I don't think they, I don't think they looked at, they looked at Brissett as like a bandaid. Mm-hmm. They looked at him as like, okay, yeah, he can play for us until we figure out, you know, what we're going to do. And, you know, they, they figured Philip Rivers was a serviceable yeah. guy who was hungry still and just needed a change of scenery and could possibly get them, you know, to a Super Bowl. Kind of same thing you know, that uh, Denver Broncos did with Peyton Manning back. Yeah, then. I mean, definitely. And, you know, it's a huge middle finger to Andrew Luck for, you know, I get you want to, you know, you want to be able to play with your kids and all that stuff. But, you know, the, the GM of that team is just like, come on, man, really? Like, we built this for you. Yeah. We built this whole thing got for burnt, you. He got burned bad. Yeah. He got burned bad. And and I'm with, I'm with, I'm with Andrew on – uh, you know, like wanting to be able to walk correctly. Oh, I don't begrudge him that. Absolutely. I I don't begrudge him, but at the same time, don't get upset for people booing you. I mean, they thought you were the guy and you really were. You, you had all the talent in the world and you kind of just walking away without, without any real notice. 
am I saying like, okay, this will be my last year? Like, people getting ready. Like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. He'll never. I don't think he'll ever go back. I don't think again. he could. You know, I mean, that's yeah. pretty bad. It's like John Elway in Baltimore. Like he could probably never show his face there. But um, yeah, a lot. I mean, back to all the injuries and things like that. I mean, who knows what's going to happen as we go into week three? But the certainly the weirdest injury of the week was Terod Taylor opening up the door for Justin Herbert before the game having chest pains. And as it turns out, it's because he got a pain injection from the team doctor who punctured his lung. (laughs) Hey, dog, I don't feel right. Uh, That injection made me feel worse. (laughs) It's like, what what? do you mean you're feeling worse? I feel like I can't breathe. I think I need to go to the hospital. That's how worse I feel. Right. Where did he get his doctorate? The University of Phoenix? Like, what? what is going on here? Guadalajara, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Guadalajara, Mexico. <laughs> I feel so bad. I feel so bad for Tyrod Taylor because he's a guy that really, you know, he doesn't have all the talent in the world, but he has a lot of heart. And it seems like everywhere he goes, you know, he plays well. And things either, the, you know, he gets – he gets screwed up from the coaching staff or he gets hurt or people just don't want to win as much as he did. I mean, that's, that's where the way I felt it was in Cleveland. I just didn't think the coaches knew how to handle his skill set. Uh, and he's a, he's a guy, he's got a ring. He won a Super Bowl ring with the Baltimore right. Ravens and he totally knew the situation he was coming into where you got you guys drafted your future. I get it. I just want to play here and I want to win. I love the game of football. And it's like, Doc, I'm I have my ribs are hurting me from the last game. You know, what can we do? He's like, Oh, I can give you a pain shot and puncture your lungs so you don't get to play for the rest of the year. Right. Sounds great. Let's do it. Yep. Conspiracy theorists are saying that uh, you know, they did that intentionally to get Herbert into the lineup faster. But uh, he they didn't no, have I know. to do that, like, though. I mean, dude, Terod Taylor, I mean, give him enough time and Herbert would have been in the game anyway. But, like, you know, yeah. on 10 seconds notice, he played pretty well. Kid's got, I mean, kid's got a solid arm. I mean, that was never the question. It's just the 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 question for him is sustainability. Yeah. He's never taken a, uh, uh, up until last week, he never really took a snap from the center. He was always in the shot. Yeah, I it's a different world. No, Pac-10. He was missing guys. He was making a lot of, you know, rookie throws. Uh, I'd be curious to see how he plays this week uh, and uh, see if he can get some of those jitters out and see if he can play a little better. They have they have some decent talent on the team. They're, they're not world beaters, but. No, the, the cupboard isn't bare really there. But, you know, you, you're, it's a heck of a, you know, a heck of a way to start your career. Ten seconds notice. Oh, by the way, you're going up against the Chiefs. Yeah, and they were winning. And they were winning. They were winning. The, they were they winning. Were winning. Going into the fourth quarter, they had it, uh, and it took three field goals from Bucker to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> so he 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 had them in position. So. Yeah. I'm getting hungry over here. Should have cooked up some dinner. And if you're looking for a new cooking show to binge, check out As You Eat It on YouTube, hosted by me, Chef Z. I invite you into my home and show you what and how I cook when I'm off the clock as a chef instructor. You're going to learn fun recipes and creative methods to empower and inspire you in the kitchen and take it to the next level. Cook how you want to cook. Eat how you want to eat. Eat as you eat it. 
That's As You Eat It, available only on YouTube. AZ, you eat it. Check it out and let's get cooking. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. You know, there's a big um, with Billy Donovan uh, going to the Bulls. I thought that was Billy's a winner. You know, Billy's a yeah. winner. And I was disappointed that the, the Knicks didn't get him. And I thought he would have been a really good coach for the Hawks. But let's be straight. The Bulls have talent. And he he lost Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant. And still got the Oklahoma City Thunder to the playoffs with a bunch of young guys. Uh, he definitely knows how to coach. He was a winner when he was in Florida. Uh, he will need to develop Zach Levine. Zach Levine is arguably the best player mm-hmm. on the Bulls. And he's going to make Kobe White a better player. I think the future is bright for them. I was very surprised. I mean, as we talked about it, that I really could have seen Billy Donovan going to the Pelicans and really, like, taking off with Zion Williamson. So it was definitely surprising to me to hear that he was going to the Bulls. Um, It definitely, you know, it makes you wonder how much control he's getting. And maybe that's a definite issue with him. Just because, you know, you a coach of that caliber and a team with a star like Zion, you feel that that would be appealing to him. But, you know. Right. You, you, right. you yeah. almost wonder, like, if he he doesn't want to coach Zion. He's, like, not interested in player. Because that's definitely a microscope. That's definitely a crucible that, you know, he may not want. And honestly – now that he's off the board, Kenny Atkinson would be a perfect fit for them. He's a teacher at the end of the day, you know, just like Billy Donovan is a teacher more so than, you know, uh, a massager of egos, but it's, it's definitely a shrewd move on the part of the bulls. They have Lori Markinen. If he can stay healthy, they'll be good. Um, Kobe white. He definitely has some flashes. I can see them bringing in a veteran point guard to kind of, study you know stir you know sturdy the ship a little bit until he can kind of like take that next step just not only that but the rockets job was open yeah the rockets job is open well that one that one looks like a cluster let's be real here like that's gonna take like a pat riley level like that next level of coach because you it's like coaching the yankees you know you're gonna have all those guys and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of massaging egos. And, you know, Russ and James Harden, they played nice, but now this is year two. Are they going to keep playing nice? And they you got on, you got to imagine Daryl Morey had to have reached out to Billy Donovan. I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't even try to have the conversation. With no, him. I mean, if he was any kind of GM doing his due diligence, he definitely would check in on that, on Billy Donovan for sure. I think. Kind of just sets up D'Antoni to go to Atlanta, which I think will work out well for Trey Young. And, and yeah, I mean, they, they play young. They're young. They're fast. He likes fast. I mean, seven seconds or less. He made that popular in Phoenix, and he did get to a conference final with a team playing that style. So, I mean, I could definitely see that. Um, <laughs> something else that just came to mind, I mean, it may never happen. It's pie in the sky type thing. But they've been trying to get Coach K into the NBA forever. Would he, would this be the, like, 
would this be the straw that finally broke his back on that? Like with John Gruden, John Gruden was out forever. And then all of a sudden I'll go back to the Raiders. Like is, would that, would that be the, the, would the Pelicans job or the Rockets job be so intriguing that they, he just like, you know, I have to do it. Yeah. uh, I could see the Rockets job being that way, but, K has Coach K has so much to lose at this point by going to the college by going to the NBA. I just I, I don't think it's in the cards for him anymore. Yeah. Because especially with the what you saw what happened to Patino and you, you saw what happened to Calipari. Um Brad even Brad Stevens is is having a struggle and his team is he's got some he's got a ton of talent on his team. Um so I I think that ship may have sailed, but I don't know. Uh, it's it, possible. It, I I definitely think I'm, I mean it definitely isn't likely, but he does have the fact that he's been with USA Basketball on his resume. So like he has familiarity with the oh NBA he's played with all those guys yeah he's yeah. coached all those he's coached guys. all of them but you know he, he might just you know it, it might just be that you know I'm a career college coach and I'm fine with that and you know you look at the. You look at the track record of college coaches going to the NBA, and it's it's not great, you know. Like Patino failed miserably. Uh, you know, you had Denny Crum, I think, was there. Uh, yeah, you had a a few that just bottomed out completely. Brad Stevens is doing a great job, but you know he's one he's one game away from getting swept out of the playoffs. So you know he. He's had a pretty good track record, and so is Billy Donovan. So, I mean, it you know he might just decide. It, oh, the most recent example of a of a fiasco was John Beeline. John Beeline didn't even last. A yeah, season. that ended terribly. Yeah. Felt bad for him. But you know, he's a good coach. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. A good but coach. you know what? It, college, you're the man. In the pros, they're the man, and it's something you got to deal with. And it it just sounds yeah. like Coach Beeline couldn't deal with it. Yeah, I heard it. I heard some pretty ugly things coming out of there about like practice and even the games, like them just not listening to him and kind of doing whatever they want. And I'm sure that was very frustrating for him, especially since he left Michigan right. to go there. You know, uh, is Pop is is Pop still available, or is he? Did he go back to the Spurs? Uh, I think Pop might be available. I know that Brooklyn was pushing the, hard. The 76ers job is open. The 76ers job is open too. The, right? the Sixers, yeah, Brent Brown is nobody. gone. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that team though. I got to see what Elton Brand wants to do because Simmons and Embiid cannot play together. They they just can't. <laughs> they, you know, you you got to do something. And I don't know who you trade like. Which one has more value? I mean, I, I would say probably, uh, I mean, Ben Simmons can't really shoot. And Embiid is just, Embiid to me is way more trouble than he's worth. He's way too damn mouthy. It's just interesting. You kind of look at the landscape, right? If you're a general manager, whether you're whether you're uh, the general manager of the 76ers mm-hmm. or you're the journey manager or the Indiana Pacers, the Orlando Magic. I mean, do you look at your team and really think that you can compete with the teams that are still playing right now? Like, do you, do you look at, like, a team like 
the Raptors and say, oh, yeah, we, we could have beat the Raptors? Or do you look at a team like the Lakers and be like, oh, yeah, we could definitely take the Lakers in the NBA Finals? It's like, at what point do you say, we can't compete at that level? We need to start to move on or we need to start to explore our options. Right. I mean, it's a great question because at the end of the day, a lot of these teams, you know, like the eighth seed is attainable for a lot of these guys. And are, are these organizations just satisfied and content with making the playoffs, especially with the lack of success that an organization like the magic have had, like they peaked when Shaq was in the finals. And they haven't really been good since. So it's one. Well, they got back. Well, they got back when they got Dwight Howard. They were able to get to. uh, They were able to get to the finals against. um, uh, I think Kobe. I think they played the Lakers. um, And they were. They lost four games to one or something like that. Yeah, but Dwight Howard never turned out to be the guy that Shaq was. You know, like that. That team didn't sustain itself like the the Shaq. Like when Shaq was there and when Penny was there. Like I know I'm skewing old here, but you know, like in terms of those teams, the Jameer Nelson team, that it they just don't they're not remembered as fondly, you know. They were decent, but you know, it to me it's a lot like the that 04 Pistons team. It's just like, okay, like that was a flash in, that was out of nowhere. And then they just kind of like were consistently good for a while and then they bottomed out. And I They just played really good defense. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if teams are just getting content with that. Like, all right, we're getting in the playoffs. We're making, you know, extra playoff revenue from hosting a series or being, you know, hosting some playoff games. And, like, we're cool with that. I mean, there's clearly haves and have-nots in the NBA. And I just – I hope the teams aren't resigned to the fact that they're haves and have-nots. And just, you know, just keep trying to beat them, you know. That's, That's the best thing you can do. Like, look at Miami. You could not have told me that Miami would be in the position it was in at the beginning of the season. I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. But they're there. Yeah. So, I don't, and, you know, Denver, same thing. Denver was a solid, you know, they four or five. Yeah. Okay. They're on the come. They're a solid team. I wouldn't have predicted that, you know, the money was on the Battle of LA, but you give them time, teams gel players get better and you know that's the beauty part of the nba you know like that's the beauty part of sports like these guys you know if they have any pride they're getting better they're working hard and you know maybe they will maybe maybe they could out uh, you know unseat lebron maybe they could unseat you know the the celtics but you just gotta you gotta keep going like um that's why they play the game you know it's right. not one on paper switching gears so switching gears a little bit, heading into the last baseball, uh, what a season it was. Uh, kind of under- underwhelming for me. I didn't really uh, get into that as many games as I would like to. Uh, I really feel like it was overshadowed by the NBA playoffs. Uh, surprised that Minnesota, the White Sox, uh, the Cubs are, are all kind of struggling right now. Indians, too. They're kind of heading in the wrong direction as we're ramping up for the playoffs here. I don't think the Cubs have any pl- have anybody batting over 200 on their, no, on their I mean, team. 
Well, um, this is the season for mediocrity, man. Like, the, if you know, a mediocre yeah. team is gonna, several mediocre teams are gonna be in the playoffs. You know, I mean, that's just if the I nature had to select of it. a, if I had to select a mediocre team that could win this whole thing, I'd select the White mm. Sox. I really would. Interesting. I was thinking about the White Sox, but then I was I was thinking about this young, hot. You know, you don't know any better. The Blue Jays could be a sleeper, a little dark horse. If they could ever get their pitching in order, they just got Nate Pearson back. So that's helpful. If Hunjin Ryu actually could pitch to the caliber, of his, to the level of his contract, they could be dangerous. They could be a dangerous out. How about the Tampa Bay Rays? I mean, the Tampa Bay the Tampa, Rays have a shot. They, they yeah, the, the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, any one of those teams in the American League East, I could definitely see. The Yankees are playing a lot better, and they're healthy. You know, I mean, outside the fact that Gary Sanchez is a terrible catcher, they they're they're primed and ready to go. It's about being. Yeah, if there was a team where I I thought there was going to be like a juggernaut that would just muscle everybody out, it'd be the yeah. Yankees. Uh, you know, be, just the sheer fact that they're able to get in even though they've played lousy down the stretch as well. And they still don't have uh, enough pitching. I, like, but Garrett Cole, Masahiro Tanaka, and then they're starting, you sure. know, Davey Garcia is going to be your number three starter. That's great. You know, great for Davey Garcia. Congratulations, kid. But, you know, the, you weren't, I mean, this was not supposed, this is not how you drew it up if you're Brian Cashman. But this is what happens when you rely on James Paxton. <laughs> Jim A. Jim- <laughs> like big maple yeah is half still there yeah is half, half, is, is, half, half is pitching tonight half is pitching tonight. he got bombed this he got bombed tonight they took him out so <laughs> i mean you know the, he's certainly not getting his his option picked up this year and he, i mean he was very pissed about how they were dealing with him they thought you know he thought that uh you know they were messing he was messing um the team was messing with his innings i'm like no you're doing that on your own chief <laughs> How about Aaron Hicks? Is he playing Aaron Hicks too? is playing, he but hurt? he got hurt the day he signed that seven-year, $70 million contract. You know, he picked up the pen, and he hurt his back. Who, who did the Yankees think they were competing with when they signed him to that contract? It was almost like that McCann deal. Like, they signed Ryan McCann, and they thought, oh, we threw him all this money, and we got him. This is like, well, who the hell else wanted Ryan McCann? I right. think the, the Braves are the only real team. But it was going to be at their number. Yeah. Uh, that that Aaron Hicks deal baffles me. It baffles me. I mean, yeah, I, I he's still he's still an injury prone player until you can prove otherwise. It's a very res- risky deal. Yeah, I get it's ten million dollars a season. You could be paying worse. You did pay worse with Jacoby Ellsbury. You know, I mean, it, it... and they've also bumped their chest because they got Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner can't play on any other team in Major League Baseball. Like, he's going to retire again. Your fact that nobody else wants Brett Gardner on their Brett team. Brett Gardner is such a douche. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, I, it, it hurts me to share a... You know he has, like, a stalker, too? He's, like, a, some woman that's obsessed yeah. with him. I mean, I, I'm, I'm upset that I share a birthday with him. But it's ridiculous. <laughs> he can never be called out on strikes. Like it can never be a strike because his eye is so good, you know. And yeah. I went to a playoff game a couple of years ago, and I swore he was blind <laughs> because he was swinging at he was swinging at pitches, and it's just like, dude, there's no way you could actually no. see that. 
You just you just blindly swinging at stuff and hoping you yeah, get lucky. I you know he's a good defensive player. Like he had a good run. If you're gonna stay in the league, you're gonna be a fourth outfielder slash pinch runner. And he ne- and he never <laughs> steals. He stands there on first at first base, taking a lead, has that Superman pose, and he never runs. Bernie Williams was the same way. He could he was fast, but he sucked at stealing bases because he he's a galloper. This guy, I don't know what his deal is because he never tries to run. That you got to the league, you got to the major leagues on your legs, pal. I pay you to get on first, not to get out throwing throwing the cone a yeah. second. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that way. It's about, about 90 feet. Maybe he just needs a sign, you know? But But the Do- I mean the Dodgers, I mean the Dodgers are tough. I mean, they're gonna be tough to beat. But if I had to pick, say the White Sox have a re- a reasonable shot. I feel like their their pitching staff is primed for, to bounce back because everybody's really slumping right now. And this would be an odd year for them. I think what they won back in like 2005 or something like that when they had Ozzy uh, Keenan as the yep as their manager. Yep, that was um, that was a great team. They played small ball. They had ridiculous pitching. Bobby Jenks, big guy, like, like big yeah. boy. Yeah, he he emerged. But the National League still Mark Burley, oh Mark Burley, too, Mark, right? That was their, their, their guy. Mark Burley, El Duque, like such a good staff. Right. And they went deep. Danks, Danks was on that yes, team. Yes, John right? Danks was on that team. Like they, Freddie Garcia was on that team. Like they yeah. went deep. If you weren't going seven innings, you weren't doing your job. You know, it's not like Maddox where it was five and fly. And like, oh, now you can put Javi Lopez in the game. But the National League is, you know, you only have a few spots secure. You have the Dodgers, you have the Padres, you have the Cubs and the Braves. You still have an opportunity here for some guys, you know. Like the Marlins, I mean, you still need one more team out of the the East. And I think two teams are going to make it out of the Central most likely. So the Cardinals and Reds, I think, are probably going to make it. So it's really a battle between the Marlins and the Phillies to see who gets second place in the, the National League East. I love the Mets. I love the, the Braves. I love the Braves. I just don't think they can – I just I worry they they would choke, and their pitchers are all starting to get hurt now. Um, I think I actually think Fried should get the – he should be considered for the Cy Young, but yeah. um, I don't know if he has um, enough. I don't know if he has enough innings. That's the but. thing. He's only thrown about 56 innings. So yeah, his his numbers are great with fifty six innings, but to me it's a weird year. It's a weird year that they're even giving out yeah. these awards. I think I think Lemayhu has a chance of getting the batting title. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would mean that he would have a batting title from National League and from the American League if he actually wins it. Yeah, I mean, and they were concerned that he wouldn't be able to hit outside of Colorado. No, no, did breaking news, guys. DJ Lemayhu's good, but. Yeah, I was. Yeah, he was. I was looking at a statistical breakdown of all of the the best pitchers in the National League, and I was listening to an interesting point today um, from Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, and they were talking about how you know this year you kind of have to take into account your competition and strength of schedule more than anybody else because you Darvish is yeah. pitching great, but the Brewers stink, the Pirates are god awful. And then the Cardinals and Reds are in. Same thing with Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, he's pitching great. 
but he's also got the Pirates a couple times. He's got the Brewers a couple times. So, right. I mean, by process of elimination, and when you take into account that Max Freed has only thrown 56 innings, I mean, you start checking, you start scratching people off the list, and congratulations to Jacob DeGrom. You won your third straight Cy Young. I mean, you just. Yeah. I mean, like, DeGrom should. I mean, DeGrom's awesome. I mean, so I, I wouldn't be upset. If no, I, I definitely wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, I'm. I both I'd love to boast that the Mets have the best pitcher in baseball, but you know, two through twelve, two through thirteen, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're coming uh, to an end to our show, so I think we should do our picks. Definitely. Um, no, last week was a pretty good week. Went one thirteen of the matchups last week, so it was a pretty good one. Whoa! 13. Look at you, stud. I guarantee you, stud. if there was money on them, I would have lost. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I don't. I don't recall how well I did. I know I had a couple of. Uh, I know I had a couple of good ones, but the the upset that I really wanted was the the. The red, um, the Washington team over the Cardinals, and I didn't get that one. Well, so. I mean, they're playing the Browns this week, and you're going to get your wish because the Washington football team <laughs> is going to beat the Cleveland Browns. Beat their heads yeah. in. It's like Reservoir Dogs, Mr. Brown, more like Mr. Shit. <laughs> Wait, I actually, I'm looking back. I actually did do pretty good. It looks like I only lost there one we, game. Okay, there we go. I lost that game. I lost. I lost the Washington game. Guys, take these to the I bank. Got every other one. That we don't have money yep. on the line, but every... you can take them to the bank. I crushed it. I crushed. <laughs> it. There we go. All right, so let's get us. Let's get it started. Okay, so I've got the Falcons over the Bears. What do you got? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna stick with the Bears. I just think the Falcons get their first win. There's no way they start off. You you hope. Uh, okay, now you hope. What? Not. Go ahead. You hope not, but yeah, I hope. I hope not for Dan Quinn. I actually like him. I like him as a person, and I like him as a coach. Yeah. I so I hope I hope he's able to keep his job. Julio's dinged uh, up though. Ran- so Julio, yeah, I don't think Julio's oh, gonna play. I don't think he's gonna <laughs> play. Fingers crossed. I don't think he's gonna play. Uh. Rams versus Bills. Who you got? I'm taking the Rams. I think that high octane offense. Yeah. Uh, I got Browns over Washington. That was a. I'm taking Washington. So there we go. We're at odds on that one. Uh, Who you got? Titans versus Vikings. The Vikings stink. I'm going with the Titans. (laughs) They're bad. Kirk Cousins is bad. That's looking like the worst. Contract signing ever. I don't like that. I don't like that. That was awful. And his performance last week was absolutely terrible. And the Titans defense is good. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think the Titans are gonna go to work. I think For they're gonna sure. go to work. So I'm taking I'm taking the Titans. Okay, uh I got Patriots over the Raiders. <sighs> This one's a tough one for me. I like what they're doing in New England. I really think they're in the right direction. But like, Carr is playing great. J- Josh Jacobs is running the rock. I'm going to take the Raiders. Okay. I felt bad for Cam last week. Uh, I really thought if he, 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 almost, he almost went into Washington and beat Russell Wilson. 
Uh, I was so surprised that it got down to that last play. And he's clearly a man on a mission this year. So I don't know if the Pats are going to re-sign him or he's going to find himself playing in Chicago. But if he could just stay healthy this season, he's going to make somebody very happy next year. Absolutely. I mean, this is a this is a make-or-break make year for him just to get on the field and stay on the field. If he can prove that, he's going to make bank. Uh, okay, the next one I have is I have the, I actually have the 49ers beating the Giants with Nick Mullins as their quarterback. They lost five guys, man. Are you kidding? You're telling me the Giants can't beat? Oh, my God. I, I don't think Joe Judge gets it done this weekend. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Well, I'm taking the Giants. They lost five key players. They had to fly back to California. They have to fly back to New York slash New Jersey. The Giants are winning this game. They, they just, like, I can't take it. I'm sorry. Like, they need to. They can't lose this game for me. Um, I got the Eagles winning their first game over the Bengals. I got Joe Burrow taking this thing. He's going to light up a cigar after the game. He's taking the win. And Carson oh, Wentz is done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be bad. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts comes in, in the second Maybe quarter. Nick Foles gets traded there next week. Bart Scott floated <laughs> that out there. It, I, I could see it. I can see it. Uh, I got the Steelers easily walking over the Texans. It's not even fair. It really isn't. Yeah. Steelers are taking that one. Um, I got the Colts being the Jets, and I bet they cover. It's 11 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, question. Who was the backup quarterback for the Jets? I'm just asking a question. Oh, geez. I don't even know. It's a good question. Who is it? I have no idea, but see. he's going to be playing in the third quarter of that game. <laughs> Cole are going to blow Falk, them right? out. Falk? Oh, it might not be Luke it's... Falk. I think, I mean, I'd be traumatized if I were Luke Falk. I would retire. They beat his ass. Joe Flacco. <laughs> it's Joe Flacco. He, but he's, right. he's active? He's hurt. He's hurt, though. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor hurt. Joe. Poor Joe. Like, I knew he was on the uh, pan, uh yeah, I don't. I don't know. That should be really interesting. Uh, okay, over. Panthers does he get fired? versus. Does Case get fired at the game? <laughs> I'm not going out there. <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> uh, Panthers versus Chargers. I like what the Panthers are doing, but Herbert impressed me last week. I'm gonna take the Chargers. I'm gonna take the Panthers. That they've, you know. They, they've been playing well. Uh, they, could, they could play better defensively, but they're they're scoring. They're playing well. Um, I have the Bucks over Denver. I think Tom goes into Denver and wins, which is not an easy place for him to play. But he is playing against Jeff Driscoll slash Blake Bortles. So, yes, that is definitely yes. an advantage for Tom Brady. And they could just run the ball all day. And, you know, he, Tom Brady will be fine. Take the box. Okay. Uh, we got the Cardinals versus the Lions. Who do you got? Taking the Cardinals. My pick on the Lions looks freaking awful, and I regret making it. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the yeah. Cardinals in this They look season. pathetic. The, 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 the Lions look pathetic. I got the Seahawks over the boys. 
Yeah, Seahawks definitely are beating the Cowboys. Last week, the fourth quarter comeback was an aberration. You pick up the onside kick, and it's not even – it's over. So They just look – they basically just look like the Green Bay Packers. It's what they look like right now, and that didn't work in Green Bay, so it's not going to work in Dallas. Seahawks are going to steamroll. I got the Packers over the Saints. Uh, Drew Brees' throwing is looking worse and worse every week. He feels borderline great. I think he's talking about whatever he had for (laughs) dinner and not really how he feels as a football player. Yeah, Breeze, Breeze looks old. He looks old in a hurry. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying the Packers defense is going to make him, you know, make him make mistakes, but it'll I can definitely see a shootout. Um Rodgers is definitely, I mean Rodgers is a man on a mission. He's got something to prove to Matt LaFleur saying, "What the hell are you doing taking Jordan Love? This is still my team." Packers Packers by 10. Packers roll. Packers roll. Monday night game. And in the game in the game of the week, I've got the Ravens beating the Chiefs. Oh man. Like for me, this is such a tough game because you have a great offense against a great defense and a very good offense on the Ravens and a decent defense with Kansas City. So it it could I could see multiple scenarios where it's either a, a, a huge shootout or it's a defensive struggle. I really can see both. Sides I just of think, that. Uh, I, yeah, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs' passing game has looked um, pedestrian mm. the last few weeks. Um, they really should have took apart the Chargers, and it took all four quarters um, and then some to beat them. They had to go into overtime there. Uh, I mean, and the Ravens, I think the Ravens just gonna light it up. I'm not really. Uh, to that defense, uh, I think they're gonna. Uh, I think they're gonna play really well. I mean, that being said, you know, I I'm gonna take the Ravens as well, but it's definitely going to be the game of the week. I mean, oh, it, must see TV, oh, must see TV. My goodness, I mean, there's really nothing else well, on this schedule. I mean, except for the Raiders and Patriots. That's probably the only must be like a close second to game of the week. You know, that's gonna be a good yeah. game too. Because uh, John Gruden has them playing oh, real well. Clearly, Obviously. Gruden. They did come. They, they were. They looked like they were going to get blown out by the Saints in the first half, in the first quarter of the game, and they came back and they they shut the Saints down. I don't even think no. the Saints scored uh, after the first half. I'm happiest for Derek Carr. I've been a big Derek Carr fan for years. I think he's been, he's been, really maligned for no reason. He got hurt. Like you're gonna fault the guy because he hurt his back, and you know that's not cool. And he's got a team around missing some throws. Line that he's gonna he's gonna have a good season. He's missing throws. I've I've, and and Ruggs is really good. Uh, He's missing throws. That last uh, last week was the first time I saw them play this season. He's got to feel more confident in letting it rip. He's got to let it go. Because people are running yeah. wide open. Well, that comes with time, you know. That comes with camp. That comes with reps. And, you know, it's only week three and no preseason. I'm treating these three weeks as preseason games if I'm a coach. And I'm just and I'm just going to let good. it rip. Like, same thing with Andy Reid. He's got that Waffle House menu. He's just going to friggin' – this is – you know, he's going to call super conservative. And then he's just going to light it up like he did in the Super Bowl. Like, I, that's just what Andy Reid right. does at this point. It's like, lull you into false right. so, lull you into that false insecurity, and then bam, 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 you don't know what hit you. 
Well, this has been the Fade Route with D and Z. Catch our podcast on Friday nights where we just like talking about sports, football, baseball, basketball, whatever whatever comes to our Thanks our for heads. getting good talking like to you. Likewise, man. If you want to get faded with us, uh, email us at faderoutemail at gmail.com with your questions, comments, picks, whatever you want to do. And uh, who knows? It could end up on the show. Thanks for getting faded with us, and we'll see you next week. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.